Best friends should be together, and that's how it ought to be. Let's pretend I'm part of you, and you are part of me. If I were a little shoe, you could be my heel. If I were a little pig, you could be my squeal. If I were a little peach, you could be my fuzz. If I were a little bee, you could be my buzz. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Hello, Kevin. How are you today? <laughs> I am fantastic. I am fantastic as well. Welcome uh, back yeah. to the Lower 48. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. My trip was wonderful. Maybe we'll talk about that. But it is great to be back. It's awesome. Thank you. What was it Facebook or Instagram or something? Yeah. You texted me Probably. something. One was a video, Mike. Yeah. And then the other was Kelly. So I got yeah, two different got things two. from you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And since we just, since you mentioned that, I'll just say that Micah did win the, the cruise had a, you hear people talk about cruises and if you don't have a context for it, you just, you can, you either appreciate or you ignore what they're, what they're telling you. It's kind of like a Disney world. Do you have, have you ever had any conversations with Disney world friends? Either you're a Disney person, Disney couple, or you're not. And I think that's the same with cruises, with, with cruising. Oh, don't say people. cruising. Because from my yeah, area, yeah. that's just... Well, that is something different. It's different. People yeah. who cruise a lot will just say cruising. Okay. That text was, they have so many activities available. And one of the activities they had was a progressive putting challenge tournament. And so Mike and I both entered that. Our first at-sea day was the second day of the cruise, but the next one didn't roll around till day six. And then the last one was... So the, the yeah, three-day so, tournament wasn't three consecutive it was days not C. Right. It was not three consecutive All right. days. All right. Um, so anyway, there were 50, 60 people when it started, and Micah did exceptionally well, and he won that. And then uh, Kelly won our farewell slots tournament in the casino. Okay, can I, can I Kelly just stop you right here and admit something? Yeah. When I first saw the photo of her winning, yeah. I thought it was a shot tournament. Oh, is that and right? And I wondered how many she drank. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can understand then, that. Then I saw it on second glance. I went, oh, slots, yes, not yeah, shots. Yeah. Yeah, so she won uh, 50 bucks to use on gaming, and then she went and played more slots and actually w- walked away a winner Golly. with $33.39. Awesome. Obviously, that wasn't the highlight of the cruise, but, yeah, there's something, and that's probably the only thing we'll have time for. All right. To we'll share. get more of it on the next episode. Yeah. While I was at sea, the Fed raised rates. Did it raised. impact your cruise at all? Uh, it probably did. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot those, of capitalism. Those rising rates. I wonder if your boat was higher. Just ship in the water, but ship. yeah, ship. That's right. Exactly. Ship. Yeah, yeah not can't boat. call it a boat. No, you can't call it. Uh, boat. Yeah, they did as we predicted. Twenty-five yeah. basis points, and everyone went yawn. People who were listeners of Faith Finances and F bombs are not surprised no. by this news. They got they got it straight from the source. That's right. right. Since we were talking about finances, you want to talk about anything else? There? I'm not sure how much info you want. I think I've told you in the past. I get a report every Monday morning about market data. I'll just give you a couple numbers. So this is year-to-date through Friday's close. Friday, July 28th, these numbers are where we were at year-to-date. S&P 500 plus 20.47, Dow Jones plus 8.24, 
This is where Courtney will start checking out because I've already given two numbers. Russell 1000 growth up 33.17. The NASDAQ up 37.43. And last but not least, the U.S. aggregate bond index up a whole 1.89 year to date. So that's where we're at. At some point, I probably want to talk about just general terms like what, what is the market? What are we talking about? Yeah, that's good. So we can talk about it today if you want. This would be great. So for you listeners out there, when you hear all this jargon about, well, the market did this, the market did that, you need to be asking yourself, what are they referring to? Typically, what they're referring to is the S&P 500. It's kind of a proxy for the market. And the S&P 500, I'll just break the whole thing down for you. S&P stands for Standard & Poor's. They're a service that sells data. And their 500 is the 500 largest U.S. companies, which would be a mirror image of the Vanguard 500 Index. They mirror this S&P 500. Several other companies do it as well. Vanguard would have the most assets in it. So that's what it is. The Dow Jones could be called the market. If you and your conversant, whoever you're talking to, agree that that's what you're calling the market, you could call the Wilshire 5000 the market. You just got to know what they're talking about because they're all different. If you've been doing this long enough or you've been reading financial news for long enough, you've probably heard some acronyms. Most recently, you would have heard about FANG stocks. Yes, that's uh, like Wolfman Jack, right? Fang. Yeah, they only come out during full moons. Right, yeah. Uh, which we're having. That's right. Two, two in August, so August probably going to be correct. a huge month in the market. Uh, Fang is an acronym for Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Not this decade, but the prior decade. That became very popular. Everyone could talk about Fang stocks. Prior to that, you might have heard of BRICS, which is B-R-I-C, and you might have heard of PIGS, which is P-I-I-G-S. I actually put together an educational piece years ago about bricks and pigs and tried to break down what, what are we talking about when we say this stuff? I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about it now because those last three that you mentioned, I've always just assumed those had to do with fairy tales, like people who were investing in That's fairy tale point. stocks. You know, the three, the, yeah. you know, the three pigs. Sure, the wind you know, blowing the your house down and stuff. Right. And yeah. then the fang, you know, big bad wolf. wolf. Big bad wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a wolf. BRICS was an acronym, same kind of deal, but it had to do with different economies. That was Britain, Russia, India, and China. Pigs was Portugal, Italy, Ireland, and Greece. So we, we just make crap up is what I'm trying to tell yeah. you. I read an article this weekend, and I have come up with a new acronym, which is going to be released in this podcast, never before heard in the general public. Are you ready for the big reveal? I I think I am. Should the I? new acronym that we want to start getting out there in the jargon, Mama Tan. Mama Tan. All right, so let me tell you why I did this, and I'll tell you what makes up Mama Tan. Because of this history of bricks, pigs, fangs, etc., we have a new leadership among the large, I'll even call them mega cap stocks. Okay. So you may recall a few years ago, we had our first trillion dollar capitalization stock. Should also pause right there. When we talk about large cap, small cap, mid cap, cap is a shortened version of capitalization. It's how big are they? You find out a company's capitalization by taking the number of shares of outstanding stock, multiplying it times their stock price. So basic math, the more shares there are and the higher the price is, the bigger the capitalization. But because we're lazy in our industry, we call them caps. Oh, so really? large cap stocks would be a grouping yep. of every... Yeah. And an accepted definition of that is anything over $10 billion worth of value right. is a large cap. Right. Well, we have uh, Microsoft and Apple that are over a trillion dollars. Wow. Now, why did I bring all this crap up? This is why. 
Because when we talk about these indices, S&P 500, NASDAQ 100, they are market cap weighted. So let me break that down to you in English. What that means is Apple has an outsized impact on NASDAQ more so than the 100th ranked stock in market capitalization. So I just okay. gave you those numbers year to date. They all look really good. Here's the problem. Those numbers are all being driven by seven mega cap stocks. Here's where Mama Tan comes in. The first letter in their ticker symbols are M-A-M-A-T-A-N. Now, they didn't come in that order. I had to rearrange it because I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do based on market cap, which was Apple and Microsoft 1 and 2. It would have had been some kind of weird something I couldn't make work. So I, I rearranged the letters. But these are your seven. Apple, Microsoft, Google, which is technically Alphabet, so that's why it's an A. You remember back in our FANG, Google was a G. Right. Well, they changed their name to Alphabet, and they're now still traded under G-O-O-G. They changed their trading name? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. The ticker symbol is still G-O-O-G. Okay. But that can can get Alphabet is the parent company. That can get confusing. Yeah. Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, and Meta, which we all know is Facebook. So there's your Mama Tan. Those seven companies are driving all of those outsized gains that you're seeing right now. So how does this impact you as an investor? Well, if you're not in those or you're not in a fund that owns those in a heavy percentage, you're not experiencing a 20% return in your portfolio. You're not experiencing a 30, what was NASDAQ? 37. You're not, you're not up 37% this year. So my word of caution is as the investor, you really need to know what you're invested in, know how these indices work, why they can be up this much. If you're, for example, in a equal weight S&P 500 fund, you're not experiencing nearly the gains that this one is because they're overweighted in those big seven. Make sense? It does. And if you have questions, readers, Send your comments to whatever Hartley's call signs are, and we'll get them answered for you. Yeah. We need to get Courtney and the other listeners That's back. Right. Wake up. The numbers, listeners, listeners, the, the, the numbers, that, that part is over. Yeah, just try to remember Mama Tan. Mama Tan. I can or remember Or Tan that. Mama, if you want to go right. the opposite way. Right. Hey, I was at the pool the other day. You're not going to believe what I saw. I saw Tan Mama. Tan Mama. Tan Mama. She was heavily cap-weighted. Um, no. That can be interpreted <laughs> you can edit that in one multiple out. ways, yes. Hey, nice market cap, nice. Tan Mama. I really appreciate your market cap, but I could li- really do without your fang. Or your pigs. Ah, we could probably put that all together. <laughs> we should, you could tell a nice fairy tale using this jargon from yeah, the jargon. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. I want to save more for more episodes. Right. But since Mama Tan was so fresh, I'm yeah. trying to launch that as the new ter- term. I want to get that out there yeah. and get ahead of the curve. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're doing Invest that. Invest early and we, often, listeners. Because we have been, we, it is amazing how often we have been ahead of the curve on <sighs> things that we have talked about on this podcast, and then they, yeah. they hit the mainstream. Have you had CNBC reach out to you to see if we I, could be guests? I have not. I, I can't not. believe their research people uh, haven't discovered us yet. I'm sure that eventually they'll hear, and then, then we'll have to, well, I mean... Our record will be established because you will have published this and we'll say, that, we talked right. about this we a year about this ago. Where have ago. you been? Yeah, forever ago. Start paying attention. Yeah. And and literally, listener, if you're just picking up and we're not kidding, you can go back and oh hear things. Oh my gosh. We have talked about things and- Yeah. And then they- Property they've, tax? They've out, yeah, we've- Yes. You know that Missouri is going to discontinue taxing social security benefits now, right? Yeah. And that is, have I told that, you that? You have not, but that <laughs> is made that great decision. <laughs> so it's like, we say it, and then it happens. The local legislative bodies enact it. Are we risking sounding arrogant at this point? Are we? Sure, are we, we sure we are. Yeah, 
Well, it's always a risk. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Especially uh, anybody that knows me. Well, and it's also a risk to just assume people are still listening. Yeah. True. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that. that. <laughs> because of my arrogance, I never assumed anyone would tune out. Well, yes, yeah. And, you know, I have a history. I mean, it's just been recently that I have stopped being so self-referenced in everything that I did. Mm. So, you know, it's only now that I'm actually acknowledging that there are four other listeners out there. I can just say this with confidence at the risk of sounding arrogant, I actively listen to other podcasts that involve two individuals like you and me. And I can honestly, with all confidence, say we are not the worst ones out there. Yes. Last time I talked about desire and I want to make a clarification just in case there's any confusion. And I don't think there is, but when I talked about being able to name your desire and taking time to sit with the idea of what is it that you truly desire? The idea of that is on a spiritual plane, of course, what is it that you truly in your spiritual life, in your place that really matters in your heart and soul? What is it that you really desire? Not, I would desire to be a millionaire or I would desire to tan mama. Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. All right. So I just want to clear that up and make make that sure. Now, I, I want us to continue to think about that. We are going to come back to it. But in the meantime, for this episode, I thought I would introduce this idea that we all have as much of God as we want. You have as much of God as you want. And here's why I say this. And I'm I'm sure you are familiar with Michelangelo, who was a sculptor, by the way. Among many things. Among many things. I'm sure you are familiar with his painting on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. You've seen pictures. I've seen it. You have been I've there. I've been there. Magnificent to see in person. The whole thing is overwhelming. Right, overwhelming. When you are looking up at that ceiling and you see his depiction of Adam, Adam is there kind of in the clouds, right? Maybe even the heavens or whatever, but he is laying there kind of lazily, kind of just he looks totally relaxed. relaxed. He's very relaxed. There are some angels, I believe, holding him up there. And he's got one arm extended with a finger pointed, but it's not like he's making an effort to reach out. He's just kind of casually putting his arm out there and pointing his finger, and that finger is pointing toward the connection of how Michelangelo depicted in the painting of God. And so it is this image that I think about when I say we have as much of God as we want. I take it from that image because that is a, I see that figuratively as what would be true for all of our lives. I'm making this as a bold declarative statement. Go for it. We each have as much of God as we want. And most of us, many of us, I don't know if I want to say many, most, I would say the majority of people I imagine are like Adam. I just picture most of us are just going about life, kind of relaxed, laying back, not giving God too much of a thought, not thinking about our faith experience, not thinking about our own existence beyond at whatever level it is affecting us. And most of the time, we spend a lot of time just saying, I'm going to just extend my hand out here, and if God reaches it, then God will reach it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, but I'm not going to make any effort. I'm just going to lay here, and if the angels want to help me lift me up and kind of carry my carry me so my finger gets over there closer to him so I can contact make contact with God, then that's great. But if not, I'm fine just laying back here on the clouds and being being held by angels, which you would not be held by angels if it were not for God, a whole other issue in itself, but... I think that's the posture. Okay. I think that's the posture that many of us take toward God most of the time. We're thinking about desire. I want you to continue to think about desire, but I want you to pair that with the thought of how much of God do I really want? Because that means I need to make an effort 
on my part. Now, I don't want to be misunderstood in that. It's not that we have to make much of an effort. God has such a great desire and longing. His desire is for us to desire him, that he created us that desire so that we would long for him. Most of the time it gets misdirected, that desire does. So pair that thought, how much of God do I really want with what is my desire? And maybe sit with that, and then we'll see where that goes as we talk about faith in another, on another episode. Okay. You know how a lot of times people say, hey, that was a really good word picture. Yes. But your choice of that Michelangelo fresco is mm-hmm. not just a word picture, because even if you haven't been there and looked up, you've probably seen it somewhere. Right. It gets used a lot. So if, I'm going to say that was a really good use of that masterpiece to explain your point. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Well done. Thank you. I guess we could think about an F-bomb. Okay. Oh, I've got so many. Do you? I have so many too. I think I'm going to go to the one that I just added this weekend because it's fresh. I don't even know how to explain this, so I'm going to tell you the best I can. If you ever drive through the old part of your town, you will notice there were no garages on the houses. If there is a garage, sometimes it's detached. Exactly. Sometimes it's one car garage because that's all a family could afford. Right. Now in our lifetimes, that has changed in our economy in our society, and then the two-car garage became the norm, and the upper-level people had three-car garages or four-car garages or their two-car garage on their house and then in a separate building where they had their other four cars or whatever it is, right? So that's the perspective I'm coming from here, that if we think of the two-car garage as the more normal 21st century house design. I live in a neighborhood that predominantly has two car garage. There's an X percentage of them that have three car garages. None of them have four or five or whatever. Here's what my F-bomb is. I don't know when this transition happened because if we look at total square footage that we live in now compared to the houses we grew up in in the 60s and 70s, they're enormous today compared to what we had. Family sizes are less. That's a documented fact. That is true. So we have bigger houses and less people in them. Okay. So I've grown to accept that over the last 20 years, 30 years, whatever. Here's the part that I'm still struggling with, the way we use our houses, specifically our garages and our driveways now. I literally am on a corner of two streets, and I can look across the street, and there's a family of five, two drivers. They have two cars. Neither one of them are in the garage because their garage is full of crap. The house next to me, three drivers, four when the older son's home from college in the summer like he is right now. They have, at times, five or six cars, two of those Six are in the garage. The rest are all in the street or whatever. Directly to my west, two adult drivers, three cars. None of them are in the garage. Their garage is full of To my northwest, two drivers, three cars. Two of the cars are always in the driveway. I mean, I could go down the neighborhood and just go through this with you one after another. We've got more cars than drivers or at least equal cars and drivers, but we got none of the cars in the garage. This is so foreign to me. I don't understand why you would, in this part of the country, where the temperatures are so extreme, why wouldn't you make every effort possible to clean out your damn garage and put your car in there when you got ice and snow and 100-degree heat and hailstorms? I don't get it. I have no idea. Why are we living like this? I have, I have no idea. Okay, so it's not just me? Because it, Courtney says, calm down. <laughs> Well, it's not. I'm like, no, but it's them, and it's them, and it's them, and it's them. I mean, we're now the exception. It, we're, it, we're in the minority. We have I, two cars, two drivers, and both cars are always in the garage. 
we're unusual now. When did that happen? I don't know. But this so, is a cultural shift. I mean, I it's not just our yeah. two neighborhoods is right. my point. And to the listener, what I'm saying to you is when you drive through your neighborhood, take a look. Maybe you are one of those people that has both your cars in the driveway because you're utilizing your garage space for a workshop or a workout room for yourself or whatever. You know, George Carlin did a routine years and years ago about the reason you get a new house because you need to have more places to store all your crap. Right. And you don't need another house. You, you just got too much crap in that house. Yeah. So you move to a bigger one. Now you get more crap. I just wonder if that's where we're at. I mean, we're talking, I, these houses have pretty decent square footage in them. Most of them are two levels, walkout basement. I mean, we're not talking about a one level, thousand square foot domicile. 20 years ago, I was trying to find some small things to invest in, specifically property. One thing that I was really intrigued by had to do with storage, storage oh, units. yeah. The downside of it, which there's very little downside, but the downside is, and this is why we had reality shows that are called Storage Wars and everything, yeah. everything else, because it's not that they stop storing their things, they just leave it. And yep. so if they stop their rent and you take it back over, you're left with all the stuff and that's Correct. a little burden. Here's what's interesting about that. Last year, in one day, this is not kidding. I don't think we ever told you this, but in one day, we Kelly and I purchased three sets of laundry <laughs> machines. No, you didn't tell no. me that. And so this was last, I think this was last Jetpot. year. Choo-choo. I think this was last summer. Kelly and I purchased two sets. Madison purchased one set. But I had to do all the moving. Yep. Over the course of a day and a half, I transported six laundry machines nice. and set them up. So I needed a dolly yep. because I was going to do this. I had to do some of it by myself. I had some help for part of it, but I was going to do some by myself. So I rented a furniture dolly to make it easier for me. Sure. The place I rented a furniture dolly from... That, uh, that man who owned that business also had a storage unit, many of them. He told me the profit margin on these things were unbelievable. Oh, and he sure. told me, he told me, he said, even with that downside of people leaving their stuff, and he told me what his profit margin was, and I was like, man. Some people are living in places where they don't have space. Mm-hmm. They need to rent them. There are legitimate reasons to own storage, but what's the percentage of people who have things in storage units because they have too much stuff? I my, mean, we my don't know. My guess is it's most of them. My guess would be most of them, but this, I'm saying all of this, and come back, listener. I probably lost you there for a minute. I'm saying all that to say that I think it's kind of what you said. We're living in a culture now where we're storing things. We just don't throw anything out. We don't throw anything Even out. Even stuff that should be thrown out. We've talked about this on previous podcasts, but my mother passed away and I talked to my dad again last night and he's still finding magazines shoved in different drawers and different, whether it's a cabinet or a dresser. And he's um, like, these are 40 years old. Why do we have these? I understood my mother's generation because they were raised during the depression, but the people I'm talking about that live around me are not that generation. They're not that generation. They're younger. Did they live, did they learn this from their grandparents or do they have old parents? I mean, they just, they're not throwing anything out. I, I don't get it. Because once again, with my mom's passing and looking around their house, I'm now reevaluating everything I have at my house. And I'm in the mood to get rid of stuff. I've already gotten rid of some stuff. I'm going to get rid of a hell of a lot more. I'm chucking it. Right. Or I'm giving it away. I gave away a lawnmower three weeks ago. By the way, listeners, I have one more lawnmower that is free. Push mower. Sorry. That's all I do. Right. Uh, but I want re- I want to get rid of it. It's gasoline. I bought an electric mower last year. I love it. I'm all electric now. I'm never going back to gas. Listeners, I have a brand new, never open, never used water softener. What? That is available. <laughs> and I even have two bags of salt, but I bought this uh, a couple of years ago, uh, several years ago. But I have that. I also have for sale a power washer. 
with a with a, but it needs a, a motor replaced, a gas oh, right. power washer. I know a guy. So here, so thank you for tuning in to the Saturday Marketplace. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what was and, that called in the on the Saturday morning? It was a oh a I barter did. or a trade or oh yes uh, trade. I. There was one on KFRU when I was a kid. Yeah, and I think probably every smaller town had one that what would be on that the local AM radio station. Yeah, it was they, on 1400 they had different names KFRU. For each of them. But thank you for Trading tuned, Post. Trading it was Post called was trading on post. KFRU. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Bartering with Bartolacci <laughs> the right, right way. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. There's there your next podcast. Right yeah. A fifth one. That's right. You have one for every yeah, day of every, the week. Yeah, that's right. We, we'll, we'll, we'll be well covered. <laughs> Bartering with Bartolacci the right way. Um, it's very, it's, it, it is an intriguing thing. And I, and I would just say personally, and I think I may have talked to you about this, but when you are the last mm-hmm. person in your family, mm-hmm. you know, I've lost my sister, my brother, both parents. Yep. When I was living with the reality that I was inheriting and going through these things and it came down to just me. Like there's there's no one that nothing is tied to this these things anymore. Right. Right. And in some ways that's very sobering. And you know, it it's it's sad in some ways. It it helps you measure the value of a life mm-hmm. because ultimately there are things that we cling to. This goes back to when I was talking last week about desire. When our desires become distorted, mm-hmm. we do cling to things because our desires are so distorted because of our brokenness and that desire is always there. Right. And maybe that's part of what we're talking about here. Could be. Maybe people have these things in their garages and they're taking up all these things because their desire has become distorted and that causes them to cling on to these things. But yeah, we cling on to these things because they're so important. They're valuable to us in life. Some of them are very treasuring and but ultimately you run out of people yeah. who they mean anything to. Yeah. So I would just like Sorry, to say... Sorry, listener, we didn't get to the trivia. Well, uh. Matt, you know, it's time for new segments coming up on our 25th. We'll do some special things for our 25th episode. And next, we, we may... Next episode. We may pull these out just if we feel like it. You know what? Trivia has been a good thing. Maybe we pull it out from time to time. All right. I'm good with that. Maybe that's what we do. We have a merry-go-round of segments that Keep we Keep the listener yeah. wondering. That's right. That's right. You that's know the we'll behavioral do. science behind that. The interval reward is much better than the predictable reward. Uh, that's great. I love the way that you said that. And yeah. that is a meditan way to leave. That's a <laughs> mama tan. Mama tan. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I was we thinking of meta. Head yeah. of Facebook. You know what? I can't get used to all these new things. We're about to sign off for this episode, and I have to, and I keep telling myself in my mind, do not say Twitter, do not say Twitter, say X. 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 We got no more Twitter, no more Facebook, and no more Google. Right. It's so I have to X, say Meta. Connect meta with us on Meta. Actually, let's just close and wrap that up. Say, listeners, we encourage you to connect with us on Meta. Connect with us uh, through email at f.bomb at hartleywright.com. Or uh, find us on X. I guess our Twitter, I guess our X handle is that what we say now? I, I don't, don't know. know. I have no idea. What to, everything is in such a disarray. Someone tweet us and let us know. Yeah. Some, well, someone X us. Yeah. Do I do I X people now? I don't know. And and what about if I have an X? You know, an X friend. Do I X the X friend? I don't know. If they and, and, if they were part of your connection and they aren't anymore, they an uh, XX. Or if they were a mega mega friend on a meta, I have a mega meta. I just don't know. It's so confusing. It is crazy. Come back for our 25th. We'll have something special for you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>